Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have the devotion. We're in Luke chapter 4. Let's begin in verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him. As he laid his hands on each one of them, he healed them. Also, demons were coming out of many, shouting and saying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Now, we see Jesus healing many people. Who knows the details of the stories that are encompassed within verse 40 and verse 40 alone? But verse 41 reminds us of something that will come later in Luke's correspondence to Theophilus, the book of Acts. Take a look at Acts chapter 16, beginning in verse 16. At uh, once, as we were on our way to prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She made a large profit for her owners by fortune telling. As she followed Paul and us, now, mind you, this is also written by Luke, but as you can see by what I've highlighted on the video, uh, it uses an encompassing plural pronoun. Luke is including himself in the narrative here. She cried out, these men who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation are the servants of the Most High God. She did this for many days. Now, look closely at what this woman spoke through, according to verse 16, a spirit. Okay, it just says a spirit. And she's proclaiming something that's actually true. These men who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation are servants of the Most High God. It's a true statement. It's factual. It's accurate. And she says it perhaps, you know, well, she has to say it the first time. And, you know, uh, Paul and company hear this and Luke is included. And they just kind of let it slide because, well, yeah, that's true. And then she does it a second time. And then a third time, and we don't know how many times she does this, but the text says that she does it for many days. You can imagine. Okay, let's let's just grant for a moment that it's four days. Okay, if it's a few days, that's three. If it's a couple of days, that's two. If it's, it's for a day, an entire day, that's one day. But it says many days. So I'm going to take an interpretive liberty and just minimize it down to four, knowing that it could have been more days. Good grief. Even if it is just four days, these guys have way more patience than I would have had. Even though this woman who's inhabited by a spirit is saying something true, that's disruptive. That's annoying, even on a basic level, to speak from fleshly terms. And it's, it's, it, it's interrupting what's actually happening. So we've seen demons do things that include telling the truth. Can we talk about that for a second? You can watch a documentary, see a journalistic piece, read an article, read a book, whatever the, whatever the medium of delivery may be, it may include an ounce of truth, but what's never confessed is, oh, by the way, 
I'm a fallen angel, a demonic spirit in rebellion against God. And I've inhabited this woman to say this true thing just for the sake of disrupting what these men are doing. Now, verse 18 tells you uh, predictably what comes next. Paul was greatly annoyed. Yeah, no kidding. He's more patient than I am. Turning to the spirit. Okay, notice he's not directing uh, any kind of hostility toward the woman. It's all about the spirit. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out right away. Now, uh, what follows in verses 19 through 24, they're covered in our series. I think it's called Origins. And uh, you can see these guys who had enslaved this poor demoniac woman uh, for the sake of fortune telling. And they get mad because now their business model is disrupted. There's nothing in their confession that acknowledges the fact that, like, first of all, the laws of physics and time had been broken, that this woman was able to predict future events. Nothing's verified, nothing's accounted for. But they made their business off of this woman, and she's able to do this for many days. And so, you know, good grief, at least they had a business model for four days. And you, it's obvious, it's obvious that it went much longer than that. Because they come to the point that they're, they're angry over the fact that their business is disrupted. So you want to talk about like trafficking. These guys trafficked a demoniac. And it raises questions, right? Because she's telling fortunes. How is a demon able to tell the future? Like we know based on what we've studied in the Gospel of Matthew, CR series, Fulfillment, that these demons don't know the time or the hour, only the son knows that time. And when they encounter Jesus, they ask that question, have you come to torment us before the appointed time? Uh, they seem to know that it's not yet their time. I think that's because they're looking at Jesus in the flesh and they know that something's coming. I think that what these, what, what this spirit who inhabited this woman did uh, was tell people that something was going to happen and then would perhaps interfere with the physical realm and cause that thing to happen or tempt people to cause that thing to happen. Either way, it doesn't matter. They had a business based on fortune telling. They were capitalizing on a woman's, you know, uh, spiritual condition, which is tragic. And that's in the book of Acts. That's after the life the death, the resurrection of Jesus, according to Luke's gospel, while Jesus was on the earth, demons were coming out of many. And it says that they're shouting. And they're saying, you are the son of God. Do you see the similarity here? They're saying a true thing. According to verse 41, you can see what I've highlighted on the video at Allies Network. You are the son of God. These demons are shouting a truth. So just because you come upon a teaching on fill-in-the-blank medium, okay, blog, article, uh, news site, YouTube, you know, uh, whatever the case may be, and even if they're saying something that's true, there's like a grain of truth to it, if there's something else added on, that's typically the modus operandi of the devil 
to take what God said and then add on to it. There's always a grain of truth in convincing lies. So this demon is saying a true thing. You are the son of God. But Jesus doesn't just allow the truth to come from the demon possessed. He rebuked them. And he would not allow them to speak. Isn't that fascinating? Even though these demons are saying a true thing, which is right here in verse 41, you are the son of God, Jesus would not allow it. And it's because they knew he was the Messiah. So these demons knew. They knew the truth. They did what they could to interfere, to disrupt, to slow down. And I believe that the devil is about the same business today. If God has been at work in your life, if you have uh, spoken with your pastor casually about serving in some capacity, cooking, driving, leading worship, whatever the case may be, and stuff has come up, remember this about demons. They can't stop Jesus from being the Messiah, but maybe they can slow you down. If that's the case, would you ask Jesus to do what he did in Luke chapter 4, verses 40 through 41, and that is to rebuke the demons, to silence them. They know he's the Messiah. Allow them not to speak anymore. Don't let, allow demons to disrupt the kingdom of God's advancement to the earth, and don't miss out as a result on your participation in the movement of God upon the earth.